the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. We are sprinting high speeds all the way to Selection Sunday here, Lundy, as uh, we're almost um, just almost exactly a week away from uh, that fine exercise and it's uh the day that the teacher grades my work and, you know as a bracketologist for valleysports.com you can check out uh my daily updates of the bracket big board there and i was uh you know coursing through DraftKings various futures tied to ncaa tournament odds and you know whether a team's going to be in or out of the field and two immediately leapt off the screen one north carolina and it's extraordinarily lopsided yes at minus 750 to make the ncaa tournament uh, no at five to one. Uh, and the other one is SMU, which is uh, currently at uh, yes, minus 175 and no at plus 145. And I love the plus odds on both of those. Like, here's the thing with North Carolina. Uh, yeah, they played a, a fairly rigorous overall strength of schedule, Lundy, uh, and a team that stands. You know, in a suitable range, according to the advanced athletics, number 38 right now in the net. If you look at Ken Palm, you look at Bartorovic, you look at Haslametrics, Sagarin ratings are right around a similar vicinity uh, in that standing. They played a top 70 overall strength of schedule, did play a top 40 non-conference strength of schedule, 7-3 on the road. Those are sterling metrics. And then you start digging in a little bit deeper. One quadrant one win out of eight opportunities this season, and they have a blemish, a quad four loss. Carolina goes in, uh, you know, Shashevsky and like the Super Bowl prices for tickets, which is completely absurd. Uh, and his final act there, his, uh, his final bow inside Cameron Indoor Stadium uh, this weekend, Carolina goes in, they get their clocks cleaned, which I think is uh, a likely outcome. And let's say they stub their toe early in the ACC tournament. They are far from a lock to make the dance just because they don't have the quality wins. It's all about full body of work. So at five to one, uh, I think that's a nice little dice roll. Take your chances with that. And then meanwhile for SMU, uh, this one at plus 145, not to make the tournament, it almost seems like a free square to me because, uh, yeah, they're 21 and seven overall, but they're outside the top 100 in strength of schedule. Uh, more importantly, they play 284th toughest non-conference strength of schedule. Uh, they have the two quarter one wins. Uh, that's double what North Carolina has, but they have two bad losses, a quad three and a quad four. So when you're doing side-by-side comparisons with some of the other teams that are on the bubble right now, and you know whether it's Rutgers, uh, whether it's Memphis, uh, whether it's Creighton, some of these teams, the back end of the projected field, or in Indiana or BYU, SMU just simply does not compare favorably. So at plus 145 to miss the dance, I'm in on that. Well, yeah, I mean, you you break this down a whole lot deeper than I do. That's why you do the bracketology that you do for Valley Sports. But just kind of the eye test with North Carolina, it's like, I'm sorry, get – I, I can't handle it with the with the name recognition. It's like back in the day when you and I are talking fantasy football and everybody's drafting a particular wide receiver just because five years ago they had eighty catches, right? Like right. sometimes sometimes you gotta look at what you're what what's happening in this particular season. Um and and I just you know, North Carolina could wind up getting absolutely clobbered tomorrow night in that swan song and yeah i saw the average ticket price fifty three hundred dollars is the average
average ticket price right now to get in to that game. I'm pretty sure the average price for the Rams Bengals right before kickoff was was lower than that. So this you're right. This is Super Bowl <laughs> money. This is ridiculous. Um, and it's look, it's going to be fun. Am I going to be watching? Of course I am. Sure. Um, but uh, this is where you know the rubber meets the road for some of these teams. And so I think you're I think you're dead on with both of these with UNC and SMU. And I'll throw in one more little early bonus time. Uh, Indiana is at plus one twenty to make it. So Ooh. another one that's very attractive. Uh, again, forty five of the net. Uh, they played a top 55 overall strength of schedule. Zero bad losses. They're 12-0 and 0 against quad three and quad four competition, and they do have a couple of quad one wins. Unsightly road record, uh, which has been a bugaboo for this team. They played a bunch of patsies in non-conference play, but Indiana you know, wins a couple of more games, and they're going to have their name called on Selection Sunday. That That is a near L word. I'm not going to throw it out there. Don't want to jinx it, but a near L word. For the Hoosiers, uh, if that shakes out that way. And with that, let's get to it here on this Freaky Friday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lenny, let's rock the puck and make some bucks. Uh, How did you fare yesterday? Uh, Because if you got your NHL pick correct, uh, we would have gone a perfect 5 for 5 in the Fade 5. Did you cash a ticket? That is is pleasant, my friend. I like knowing that. Uh, We were a push. Uh, okay, still feature. undefeated. Yeah, we needed Tampa and Pittsburgh to go over six, and they finished right at six. Uh, so it would have been a four zero and one if we were using, if we were doing like <laughs> hockey, uh, uh, if we were doing like hockey standings. So uh, we didn't lose, uh, but we didn't we didn't win. So kind of a bummer. Let's see if we can get back on it here on a Friday. There's some really good hockey action tonight, uh, as well as going into this weekend. Um, and again, I, like right now, the N- the NBA is starting to get into crunch time. NHL still has a little bit because originally they had the three week break built in for the Winter Olympics. Um, so their regular season does not end until the end of April. They would normally finish at the beginning of April. So still a window of time here. Teams still have over two dozen games left to go, but some of these are really starting to be fun. Uh, New Jersey and the Rangers uh, will battle tonight. A little uh, battle up there in that little... It's, just, it's not really a battle of New York, but it kind of is because it just matters which side of the bridge you're on. Um, but the Rangers and the Devils, and I'm taking the over uh, in this one. It's sitting same way as our pick last night was. Uh, it's sitting at a flat six however in the last eight games jersey has scored seven goals three times oh my gosh all of a sudden the devils have figured out their offense and in fact in those eight games um they have scored three or more in uh seven out of those eight now you go to the rangers the rangers not quite as scoring prolifically but in all in their last eight games in all but one, they have had at least two. So I'm just playing the odds here, folks, and putting it together uh, that you've still got a little bit of suspect goaltending on both sides, but you do have these two teams that have woken up over the course of the last three weeks or so from an offensive standpoint. I think six is too low. I don't think we will get to the push. I think they will get up over this one. You could obviously buy it down to five and a half if you want to avoid the push, but take the over between the Devils and the Rangers. Over, over, and over again in that battle of the New York metro area. 
number four. All right, let's move on here, Lundy, and let's talk a little NBA. Friday, always a delightful slate of options to choose from, and let's go to your neck of the woods uh, because the former MVP, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets taking on the Houston Rockets. And speaking of Jokic, I'm going to take the under on two-and-a-half steals plus blocks. Uh, now, it's a you know supreme matchup in both these categories. Houston has a lot of the third most uh, blocks per game and the most steals per game to the opposition this season. But you look at the recency bias, and as we always say, it's a hell of a drug. Jokic has been under this proposed threshold in nine of his last ten games. And if you look at what he did earlier this season in two matchups against Houston, he went over and won, uh, had three combined on uh, November 6th, and he only had one, so he went under in the other on New Year's Day. So fade or follow, Nikola Jokic under two and a half, steals plus blocks against the Rockets, minus 115 at DraftKings. I have a hard time going against uh, Joker uh, because frequently uh, on You Bet Tonight, I feature him in my player props because we're on right before the Nuggets games. And so, you know, you try to you try to you know do a little hat tip to the Nuggets fans uh, <laughs> and I give them stuff on Joker. But you're right. He has not been over this number. Here's the other concern that I have in this game. Um, the Nuggets shit the bed the other night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they were like 14 point favorites, I think, and lost by 12 um they looked absolutely horrendous against the thunder on wednesday night um and so i think they're going to come out and they're going to try to smack houston upside the head and you just talked about the stat lines for joker the last uh, the two times that he's played houston but if you go back to the most recent time uh which was new year's day as you pointed out he only played 25 minutes because it was a blowout I could see that happening again, and that's going to limit his opportunity. So I'm going to follow you on this one. This is normally a stat that I like to take the over on uh, with Joker, depending upon the matchup that he's got, because he is all over the place. He'll get the steals. He'll get the blocks. I mean, the dude's just a magician. Um, but I'm worried that this team's going to come out pissed off that they lost to the Thunder. They're going to smack the Rockets. And because of that, I think Joker's minutes could be limited tonight, and he's not going to get a lot of opportunities. All right. Fade. The Joker. Number three. All right, let's go in and get another NBA player prop in here, and let's talk about uh, another MVP, uh, and Giannis, uh, a man that uh, certainly going to step the statue tonight uh, in a rematch. Uh, is it the Grayson Allen Fisticuffs Bowl? I, I think that's what it's going to be. There is going to be a fracas. Like, I think that sounds like fun. Oh, dude, there is going to be a fracas. It is going to be rowdy. It's going to be raucous. Uh, it is going to be maybe uncomfortable uh, if you're a Milwaukee Bucks enthusiast that's sitting in the stands because uh, Grayson Allen's going to get his ass kicked in this game. No doubt about it. Uh, after what happened uh, the last time these two teams faced, and uh, he's breaking bodily parts of one Alex Caruso. Never forget Chicago Bulls, uh, and they certainly won't, but uh, – Giannis is uh, still going to get his tonight, and hopefully he's not going to get in the center of the melee uh, that is bound to ensue. Uh, so with that, I'm going to take the over on combined 17 and a half assists and rebounds against the Lovables, because that's what they have been this season when it comes to defense or lack thereof. Giannis has been over this uh, in six straight games in seven of his last eight, Lundy. Now, he fell short of this number at 15 combined in that matchup against Chicago back on January 21st. Uh, but the Bulls have allowed the 13th most assists per game. However, uh, they have surrendered the fifth fewest rebounds per game. Still, they are number 21 in the NBA in adjusted offensive efficiency. And given the fact that Giannis has the wingspan of multiple Condors, uh, I think he will snag at least... 
Uh, I'm going to say 13 rebounds tonight. Uh, hopefully dish out five or more dimes. And there we go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, and we cash that ticket. So, feed or follow Giannis over 17 and a half assists plus rebounds at Chicago. And if you want to lock uh, jaw displacements, 0.5 over on Grayson Allen. <laughs> I would, can we bet on that? There's got to be somebody. There's got to be. That, right? There's got to like, be. Man. Somebody offshore uh, has, you know, number. It's like a UFC fight, right? Number of punches landed. Uh, <laughs> right. Something like that. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm going to follow on this one because I'm going to try to make it two for two. Uh, I hit last night on Brad assist plus rebounds last night for Steph Curry was 11 and a half. Mm. Uh, he finished at 14. Um, and when I saw that number, uh, it was juiced up a little bit. Uh, but I actually uh, did a full two-unit wager on that one because I'm like, oh, Steph's going to nail this. Uh, and he finished with 14. So let's see if Giannis can do the same. Um, you know, the stat line that he had the first time they played would have tucked him just underneath this. But again, you're talking about a lot of energy uh, in the arena for this one. He's been over in five straight. This all points towards Giannis having a big game. Amen. Get it done, Giannis. Stick around for my top picks in the world of college basketball. It's conference tournament season. We got day hoops, which is splendid. Plus bonus time in the NHL, the NBA, and of course, more college basketball. Number two. All right, let's get after it. And this is not a conference tournament game. Still a regular season contest. Uh, let's go to the Miggity, 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 Miggity Mac, Daddies, Daddies, and uh, a team that has certainly been the Daddies of the Mac, Kent State hosting Buffalo, uh, minus two and a half for the Flashes. Uh, they're at home, minus 110 at MGM. Uh, why do I like Kent? Well, this team is number one. In conference play since February 1st in myriad categories, uh, including you know the collection of efficiency stats. In fact, they're number 68 overall, according to Bart Torvik, in total efficiency uh, again since the beginning of February. Uh, they really get after it, you know, uh, in all facets. And tonight, where they really got to get after it is on the glass because Buffalo generates one of the most uh, second-chance opportunities in terms of offensive rebound percentage in the entirety of college basketball. Still, the last 30 days, uh, Kent has not lost a game. They're an impeccable 9-0, and a number 38 in effective field goal percentage offense over that stretch, number 57 in adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're shooting 38.8% from downtown. Now, the Bulls on the road, 9-4. Uh, and four. They've been quite good away from Western New York, but still number 137 and adjusted offensive efficiency when traveling. So, fade or follow, will Kent State, the flashes, stay fiery at home, laying the two and a half against Buffalo, minus 110 at BetMGM? I'm going to roll with you on this one because I just, I just, first of all, I just like the golden flashes. Uh, but just because <laughs> it's just a fun name. It is. Man, it's like Antonio a, it's Gates, like, you, baby. I'm telling you, it's going to wind up being like a Marvel movie at some point. Anyway, yeah, uh, in the first matchup between these two teams, Kent State could not hit a three-pointer to save their damn lives. Um, and they're not necessarily a, a you know a, a three-point shooting team, but, dude, four for 21. Four yeah. for 21. I mean, all you got to do is maybe make a couple more of those, 
and it's a hell of a lot better game. They do have to keep them off the glass. Kent State, though, you talked about all the advanced metrics, all the efficiencies, things like that. Defense is one of them. Um, Got to keep Buffalo away from the rim as much as possible and definitely keep them from having those second chances. But if Kent State can at least not completely suck eggs uh, from outside the arc, this is going to be a much different game than the time that they played before. Um, and, and Kent State still got that opportunity to wind up with the number one seed in the MAC tournament. Um, so they've got uh, it, it, they've got a lot to be able to play for. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the golden flashes, flash, and I'm going to lay the two and a half. Flashes, ah, they'll save every one of us. Number one. All right, let's go ahead and round things out. Let's go to Arch Madness in St. Louis, and uh, the primitive favorite here is Loyola Chicago. The Rambles, uh, Ramblers, people believe, will rumble their way into another automatic berth and NCAA tournament appearance, but ah, not so fast, my friend. Uh, I'm going to take Bradley, plus five and a half uh, in this opening matchup for Loyola Chicago against the Braves down there, again, inside the Scott Trade Center, uh, which is now, I think, the Enterprise Center. It's whatever. Uh, These stadiums are always changing uh, names and new businesses slapped on the side of uh, the marquee, but uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, I like Bradley inside uh, the confines of that arena Uh, You look at uh, the spread of outcomes here in the regular season between these two teams. Uh, Loyola won by seven. Oh, and let's keep it consistent in seven in both those games. So, uh, or excuse me, Bradley won by seven and one, and Loyola won by seven in the other. So, I stand corrected on that one. One of them went to overtime. So, the Braves did knock off Loyola uh, one time in the regular season. And since February 1st, uh, the Braves, number 42, and adjusted offensive efficiency in all of college basketball, number 38 in offensive rebounding percentage over that stretch, and number two in defensive rebounding percentage. So what does that tell you? They really get after it on the glass. Uh, Loyola can really stroke it from outside. Bradley's going to have to extend the perimeter defensively as the Ramblers uh, shooting 41.8% from distance over the last 30 days, and they're number four in the entirety of college basketball and effective field goal percentage offense. Again, neutral floor, got to be nip and tuck. We see upsets all the time. I'm not saying Loyola's going to get knocked off here, folks, but I think Bradley's going to keep this one nice and snug. So give me the fighting Hersey Hawkins plus five and a half. Uh, they're inside the Scott Trade Enterprise, whatever the hell you want to call it, arena in St. Louis against Loyola. Minus 110 at MGM. Fade or follow, Lundy. Do you just make up the alumni in the hopes that nobody looks it up, or do you really have all this crap buried somewhere in the back no, of your head? No, uh, Hersey Hawkins is uh, one of the Missouri Valley greats. So, yeah, I, I knew that one, and he's it's a just, product of Bradley. I don't know how you can drink the amount of tequila that you do and still remember this. I crap. drank a lot of tequila last night, too. This is why I'm a little sluggish today. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a little – you're a little. Uh, I mean, look, it was a Thursday. I can, you know, <laughs> I can let you – I can let you have a pass on that one. I mean – That you know, double clearly... overtime game last night between San Diego State and Fresno State did me no favors, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that that was – yeah, right. That Hey, folks, uh, that was the reason. Uh, yeah, blame <laughs> it on the game, Brad. Blame it on the game. Um, I have been uh, sort of rolling against uh, uh, Loyola Chicago in the Arch Madness, so I'm going to roll with you with this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think that – I know they were sort of the prohibitive favorites, but, uh, you know, Bradley, I – I'll sure I'll take a plus five and a half on this one. Why not? I just think I, I, this is not the same, 
you know, Rambler's team that was, you know, everybody's darling uh, a couple of years ago going through the tournament. I just I don't think that they're the kind of squad that's just going to dominate somebody. So I'm going to go with you with this one. I love these conference tournaments. I love the upsets. We've already seen some. We've seen games that were way closer than they should have been. Um, So let's look for that one to happen again tonight. I'll take the plus five and a half. All right, Lundy, it is a Friday here. It's bonus time. What else you got on your slate? Uh, let's take the Dallas Stars. They will be on the road against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Let's take them uh, just on the money line at a minus 110. Um, Dallas trying to make a run uh, to be able to guarantee themselves a playoff spot. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games. Um, Winnipeg a little more right around 500 over the course of their last seven or eight games. So just, you know, you got one team that is catching fire a little bit. Now Dallas is doing a decent amount of that at home. They are a much better team at home. Um, but I think this is a road contest that they can do eight o'clock Eastern for the puck drop, uh, on this one. So we're going to take Dallas, just a simple money line minus one ten. the rest of the games. I've got some leans leaning, maybe, I don't know, Jim, uh, I'm leaning in just a little bit on Pittsburgh to pull the upset on the road against Carolina. But beyond that, I'm just going to be kicking back tonight with uh, a few adult beverages and enjoying some hockey. What about you? Well, uh, college basketball starts at like 11 a.m. local time here in uh, the Central Oh, time so you're zone. already – that's you're not sluggish from last night. You've just already been drinking. Uh, multiple hairs of the dog, yes. I've been bathing in it. Uh, that was alongside my Fruit Loops this morning for breakfast. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and cannonball splash right you're back just into pour, that bottle. You're pouring it into the Fruit Loops. It's oh, not it's... next to the Fruit Loops. You're pouring it over the Fruit Loops. It's actually a wonderful pairing. I highly recommend it. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, let's go back to the NBA. I, I like Bojan Bogdanovic uh, to hit uh, three or more triples tonight uh, in his matchup against the Pels. Uh, he has been over that in three of his last five. Uh, in fact, he's uh, been over it in two of three games against the Pelicans this season. A combined 10 for 22 from way downtown in those three contests against New Orleans uh, on the overall slate. You know, he gets right around six and a half three-point attempts per game, uh, but given the fact that New Orleans has really struggled along the perimeter defensively, the eighth worst in the NBA in three-point percentage D at plus 150, sure, uh, I can you know play some of that smooth jazz with uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, I kind of like Richmond on the money line tonight uh, at plus 130 against the Bonnies on the road. Uh, they beat St. Bonaventure 71-61, and the Spiders have been Road Warriors this season. They're 7-4 and four, uh, away from Virginia, and uh, when playing on the road this season, number 42 in college basketball, and adjusted offensive efficiency, 52.0 field goal percentage inside the arc. Uh, Tyler Burton dropped 36 in that first matchup. Burton and Golden, uh, I think, are going to be problematic for the Bonnies in this one, so I like Richmond there. And then on the real late-night tip tonight, uh, in the Mountain West, uh, a game that only betters could love, Utah State and San Jose State. Got pretty much nothing to play for but pride at this point. I'm taking the under on a 137.5 at BetMGM at minus 110. Yes, it went over in the first game at 140, but both t- uh, these teams play at a sluggish pace. Utah State, number 206 in adjusted tempo on the season. San Jose State, number 268 in adjusted tempo on the year. Uh, the Spartans, one of the worst offensive teams in the country, especially at home, number 305 in uh, offensive efficiency. And we know that the Yaggies have really struggled to put the ball through the basket outside, under 30% from three. Uh, plus, look at the trends. Eight of the last ten have gone under for Utah State. 
And uh, two of the last nine have hit the under for San Jose State. So I will say under again at 137 and a half. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. Uh, enjoy the last regular season slate with some of those conference tournaments uh, peppered in there as well this weekend. And until Monday, feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.